So I said sticky buns, not Mickey buns, but both make a mess. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey buns, because Disney's shitting out these remakes. That's uh, <laughs> terrible. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to another episode of Screen Fix, the show where we will fix, in this case, recent films, plural. That's right. It's a super episode. What? It is. It is. It is. And this episode is going to do with all of the Disney remakes from this year. And those include Dumbo, Aladdin, and Lion King. Without further ado, I am host JC. With me, as always, the co-host that carries the show, Lady Wan, say hi to everybody. Hello. And with us, the Disney Super Guest Star. (laughs) (laughs) The Disney Super Guest Star. She's here for Disney and for kid movies. If that lets you know her mental state, (laughs) it is Torpedo. Torpedo, say hi to everybody. Hey. (laughs) And I feel like we need to say this. I don't know if it's a screen fix secret that Torpedo is with host Kool-Aid. They are an item. Yes. And they are about to produce an item, the first ever Screen Fix Baby. Aww. You heard it here. There's going to be a Screen Fix Baby. <laughs> and I'm thinking about calling it Drool-Aid after Kool-Aid. Well, I, I'm carrying this thing. <laughs> then we'll call it Torpediatric. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We'll wait four more weeks, and we find out the gender, so. Okay. Let's put this name on hold. I'm very excited <laughs> for the Screen Fix Baby. It is very appropriate. Screen Fix Baby is pending, and here are some kid stuff. You're here to talk about the kid stuff. You are going to be the best Screen Fixer mom. I just want to say congratulations right here. Thank Aww. you. Here goes that alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well show you guys where the rest of them are. Yeah, you cleaned up. <laughs> That she pulled out at least two of the hidden alcohol bottles in the studio. Um, thank you. And shed at least three tears. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Bye-bye, Chardonnay. I'm still fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We haven't started the episode really yet. We'll see. <laughs> Please hang out with me still. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead and get started with our first Disney remake. This one came out March 29th, 2019. Dumbo. Welcome, baby Dumbo. We're all family here. No matter how small. Magic to me. 
a movie that's barely an hour long pushed out to two hours, <laughs> to <laughs> almost two hours long. Dumbo. This one directed by Tim Burton. So the king of quirky, macabre, uh, creepy, creepy kind of characters. And Dumbo is kind of creepy. A big eyed, big eared uh, uh, elephant misfit. He likes to dabble in uh, uh, misfits uh, in his stories. Um, <laughs> big fish. Edward Scissorhands, even if you go to, like, uh, Batman Returns, uh, the Penguin. He likes these misfit, circus freakish type characters. He seemed to be perfect for this one, but we'll get into that. It starred Colin Farrell, Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Ava Green, Alan Arkin, and uh, this person and that person. So <clears throat> Some kids. And some kids and some dead-faced kids. Um <laughs> truth <laughs> so dumbo first of all really really fast your relationship with dumbo did you see this does it make you cry does it make you sad lady wanko the original the original dumbo was one of the movies that we had on tape like in those like plastic the ones that like creak when you open them heck yeah in that vhs case and it always made me really upset but i didn't start crying at movies until like after high school but it always really really made really? me upset yeah i didn't cry at them when i was a kid you were a, a cold toddler <laughs> you're some stone cold toddler like cartoons people are dying and you're just like good die it's all meaningless they never anyway. made me cry when i was a kid they just didn't like i guess probably because i just didn't understand like i don't know the consequences of like death <laughs> as a child i was just like oh no oh my god the concept <laughs> of death used to keep me up at age five no i don't know i mean i was scared of everything so <laughs> <laughs> okay all right torpedo what is your experience, Dumbo the original? I was scared of Dumbo. I will okay, so I thought Dumbo was cute, but like the crows scared me mm-hmm. when like mm-hmm. the other elephants came when they were tripping balls and there were the bubbles and Yeah, that was well, crazy. Very, very famously in Dumbo towards the end, when he realizes he can fly, is after a night he gets drunk. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he gets drunk, has all these weird trippy experiences, and when he wakes up, he's in a tree, and that's when he realized that he can uh, <laughs> finds out he can fly because uh, he must uh, have been drunk. Torpedo, flying. torpedo, as our resident <laughs> drinker, formerly she's on hiatus. You ever woken up in a in a tree? In a tree? No, <laughs> under a tree. But you're like around a under, tree. Yeah, sure. around a tree. Yeah, <laughs> but not in one. But I do like to climb trees when I'm intoxicated <laughs> in an altered state. Those days are over for nine months. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be teaching your uh, little screen fix baby uh, how to climb trees as well. Oh, this little me is going to be so screwed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, Dumbo, I, you know, something that I, I really don't have much relationship with Dumbo watch it when i was a kid it was not a movie that was played very often when i was a kid kind of remember baby moon and uh i did watch it um on netflix and was actually surprised at how short it was the end of the movie is him flying in the big top whereas in this one him flying in the big top is like the catalyst for the rest of the next hour and a half yeah so it's very it's a very strange experience to go back and watch uh the original one all right so lady one what are the stats on this one so when this movie opened, it did open to number one at the box office. Wow. It made $45 million in the U.S. That is not a lot of money for Disney. 
Its total worldwide gross has now made it up to $353 million. And it's number 10 for the Disney live action remakes as far as money goes. That sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) That does not sound good. Okay, so, so did not do that well. How about tomatoes? How are the tomatoes? The original Old Timey Dumbo is 98% certified fresh. Damn, yeah it is. With a 70% audience score. Oh. This uh this Tim Burton Dumbo is 47% rotten with an audience oh. score of only 51%. Ugh. That's interesting. So the critics love the old one, audiences like it about 30 points less. This one, critics hate it and audiences only like it about 10 points more. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. It's not bad, but I just didn't care. What do you say we each give one fix for this movie? What do you say? What do you say we do, Dumbo? What? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> you looked like you were about to pass out. <laughs> I was trying to do an elephant sound. It failed. Baby one, don't you cry. All right, Lady One, you know your first. Why don't you give us your first Dumbo fix. Okay, so my Dumbo fix has to do with the dad in the movie, the Colin Farrell mm-hmm. character, Holt Farrier. So he comes back from World War One. His wife has died while he was away at war. He's lost an arm and the circus is failing. So this is kind of a bummer. And what we see is he's having trouble connecting with uh-huh. his kids. But like we kind of only see him having trouble connecting with his kids because the script says he's having trouble connecting. Like he's around them all the yeah. time. They live at the circus. They have nothing to do other than hang out. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't need it to be this like sad on top of sad on top of sad. They've already lost their mother. He's lost an arm. Why can't we have a happy family? My fix is instead of him just being like wistfully disconnected, just have him be all in a great dad. And that three is the model for Dumbo wanting a family. Let's just have something be nice, right? Can't we just have like one nice thing so he comes home and he can connect with his kids and they missed him. And that's what Dumbo wants. Dumbo doesn't just miss his mom because he misses his mom. Dumbo is watching a family be reunited and he wants that. I like it. I want a little happy. I mean, that makes sense. Dumbo doesn't really see any happy. He's born and his mom is taken away immediately. Baby, don't you cry? All right, Torpedo, why don't you give us your Dumbo fix? I did not like the little girl. The dead face. She girl. had no personality. <laughs> she had no enthusiasm. Yeah. The easy fix would be to just honestly get rid of her. But yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they could have just used the kid, the boy kid. Sure. Yeah, I just, or just a different actress. Sure. A, a different actress. There's yeah. so many child actresses out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I say let's make a connection with this girl's dead personality. <laughs> let's give her a reason <laughs> why she feels so dead inside. So there's actually two that I've come up with that relate to her. Her Wednesday Adams like <laughs> demeanor. Like she's got some kind of disorder. Yeah. Does she have like Tourette's? She's like, dick nose, elephant. Uh. <laughs> kind of, except not that one. Maybe, you uh-huh. know, somewhere along the spectrum of autism. Mm-hmm. Connect her with, you know, she has a disability and Dumbo has his disability, his giant ears. Uh-huh. So why do they connect? Because she doesn't really confide in anyone else other than her brother. She can't connect with anyone else because Aww. of her social anxieties, her social awkwardness. You know, have her and Dumbo 
create this relationship that they didn't they can't they can't find in other people give him a reason and give the kids a reason to be around dumbo all the time i love it yeah i i like that idea of like autism handled in a uh a gentle uh, respectful way Baby, don't you JC, what's your fix for Dumbo? This was always going to be probably the hardest one. Dumbo came out 80 years ago. 80. There were a lot of circuses. There were so many of these brothers circuses. Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey, Cole Brothers, Clyde Brothers, Campbell Brothers, Hagen Brothers, Hunt Brothers. There was just, there were so many circuses back then. And all those circuses were, you know, competing. Uh, They were like the only source of entertainment for much of middle America. But anyway, what I'm trying to get into is just like in the movie, I want Danny DeVito's circus to be failing. Um, And I do want Dumbo to be seen as just another mistake. Uh, Like in the movie, he sells Dumbo's mom. He tries to to sell Dumbo back to the buyer, but the buyer won't take him. And then I want the circus to just keep failing. And they're struggling to find a place for Dumbo. He seems to mess up every act that he's in. So he's kind of rejected from the entire circus. The kids discover that Dumbo can fly and they ask for some for Dumbo to be part of the show Danny DeVito does not believe them does not care what they're saying he's too worried about the fact that his circus is about to go under so of course he's not listening to kids say look Dumbo can fly if you put him on top of something high you know he's like this is is ridiculous he's not listening to these kids on the final day of the circus I want him to let the kids do what they want. Fine. It's the last day. I don't care what you do. You you, you want to do this, this elephant thing? Go for it. Mm-hmm. And Dumbo flies. On the last day of the circus, and the circus is saved, Dumbo is huge. And this happens in you know, the cartoon and in the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, where I was thinking about all these other circuses exist is I don't want one huge mega circus to come in like in the movie and he's taken off to like a big city, Disney amusement park type of place. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I, I want it to kind of stay true to this time period where these circuses are, are, are fighting for customers way out in middle America. So Dumbo is huge. Yet he's unhappy. Then they figure Aww. out that this circus is going to be just a town away from another circus, a circus that has Mrs. Jumbo. DeVito agrees Mama. to purchase Mrs. Jumbo back, and the other circus agrees to sell. When he buys Mrs. Jumbo back, the other circus steals Dumbo. No! And then I want our main cast now needs to atone for their treatment and disregard of Dumbo earlier in the movie. And I want them to go on a daring train heist to retrieve Dumbo circus train versus circus train circus folk versus circus folk bearded lady pulling other bearded ladies beard. (laughs) (laughs) Another WWE Smackdown, (laughs) a circus train side by side adventure. To end it all, they get Dumbo back. The other circus train derails or something, but nobody gets killed, whatnot. And uh, they take off. Dumbo's happy, reunited with Mrs. Jumbo. They're smiling. I didn't need this movie to go in the extravagant directions that it went in. Going to a huge amusement park. A woman riding Dumbo. And like all this 
crazy plant and the, the, the whole amusement park burning down. It was just way too much. I do like it. I think they try to represent giant corporate America buying out the small businesses. And I mean, whether they meant to do that or not, that's kind of how it came across. I did read that giant, enormous circus that like bought uh, the smaller ones out. That was actually a real circus in New York. So... I guess they were trying to go off that. But the thing is, it's a weird choice to represent like the big entertainment conglomerate as evil when this movie is brought to you by the big <laughs> entertainment conglomerate. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They actually said that Tim Burton like secretly hates Disney. <laughs> Walt Whoa, Disney. Yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't yeah. seem that yeah. secret anymore. Yeah. So yeah. also, you know, it was either Disney or it was like a a total like P.T. Barnum type in the same, you know, under a year span that brought us Greatest Showman. Mm -hmm. You can't give me Greatest Showman without the singing now. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was the only good part. (laughs) Jesus. The songs were great. The movie is trash. Oh, my God. I didn't even see the movie. I just, but I I know the soundtrack. (laughs) Dude, that soundtrack's fantastic. What if we rewrite stars? Say you were made to. All right, the next Disney remake to come out this year was Aladdin. There's a cave of wonders. Bring me the lamp. One who summons me, I stand by my oath, loyalty to wishes three. I'm kidding. Watch this. Watch out! Uh. You don't wild me up. You ain't never had a friend like me. You look like a prince on the outside, but I didn't change anything on the inside. Showtime. Do you trust me? Aladdin came out in May, May 24th to be exact. This one was directed by Guy Ritchie, director of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, as well as Snatch, uh, a crime caper type of guy. I would love to see the Guy Ritchie cut of this movie. <laughs> they, like, cut Jasmine's hand they off? They cut Jasmine's hand off. <laughs> for stealing? For stealing, yeah, like, in this graphic scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one was starring Will Smith, Mina Masood, mm. Naomi Scott, Alan Tudyk was Iago, Marwan Kanzari as Jafar, Navid Negaban as the Sultan, uh, Nassim Pedrad from Yay. Saturday Night Live as Dahlia. This movie, Aladdin, what's your relationship? Did you love it? The original Aladdin, Lady One, go. Hell yeah. Watched it all the time. It's so good. Were you more attracted to animated Aladdin or animated Jafar? Oh, animated Aladdin, big time. Like, animated Aladdin is a hot cartoon. Dude, the way he talks. You could literally have a separate show on the hotness of, like, Aladdin. And <sighs> It's amazing. Yeah. Steve! It's Steve from Full House. God, this is like Disney hentai porn. 
What? (laughs) (laughs) I told you that was a separate show. Me, I was totally turned on by the carpet. So (laughs) I I always wondered if it matched the drapes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Aladdin, Torpedo, your relationship with Aladdin. Did you love it when you were a kid? Go. Obsessed. It was my favorite Disney movie. It's still my favorite Disney movie. I can recite it for you. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I have very, very, very high expectations. I was scared to see it. I actually didn't see it until like after it was out of the theater. Yeah, you watched it with the Screen Fix crew. Like last week, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know all things Aladdin, huh? It's my favorite. Raja, tiger is my favorite color because of that. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I I have some questions (laughs) for you. Oh, no. Don't test me. How many uh, uh, purple peacocks does he have? 53. Jesus Christ. It's 53. Oh, my God. That is awesome. I can't believe you know how many of those purple peacocks he has. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous, Harry. I love the feathers. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) For all these movies, it's not that I'm too old for them. I was just like, Mm -hmm. when did this one come out? When did the original Aladdin come out? 1992. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not that I'm too old. It's just I'm like a middle school boy. I'm not doing these Disney cartoons as much. I definitely watch them, but I wasn't all swept up by them the way that, say, like my sister, who was two years younger, was. She was obsessed with all of these movies. I loved it. I had a toy set of the Cave of Wonders. I was the kid who, who just wanted to find all of the like naughty Disney things in here. Yeah, that surprises no one. Did you guys play the video game? The Aladdin <laughs> video game? Jesus. <laughs> The video you you had the Aladdin video game yeah Sega mm-hmm. did you beat it of course oh okay, I'm sorry yeah excuse me uh, so <laughs> come on now <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, you looked hostile so um this one how did it do did it do better than Dumbo Lady One what are the stats it did do better than Dumbo it opened again at number one in the box office it made ninety one million dollars in the United States its first weekend. dang its total worldwide grosses it's just up over a billion dollars right now, and it's number four out of the Disney live action Holy in terms shit. of box office. This one's a hit. It's a hit. Yeah. Amazing. So as much as it killed it at the box office, yeah. with Rotten Tomatoes, it's not doing so hot. Uh, boy. So the original is 94% certified Whoa-zers. fresh. Like, how are you going to beat that? And an audience score of 92%. But this remake is 57% rotten from critics. Oh. But audience score of 94. Whoa, that is a right? huge division between That's critics wild. and audiences. <laughs> and you know what? I'm fucking right there with them. I I'm team audience, did not man. hate this movie. In fact, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I watched this movie m- mm-hmm. more than once and enjoyed it both times. It's fun. Yeah, this movie's fun. I do enjoy Will Smith as Genie with with a few comments, <laughs> but we'll get there with my fixes. Uh, I thought this movie was was awesome. Was great. It was a fun movie. Mm-hmm. So when I when it was turned on, <laughs> I stabbed my face. So if you guys could see my, I make the worst facial expressions, like very obvious. Oh, yeah, like if I, <laughs> you're making one three feet from me, right? I now. am like. And I can't help it. It it hurts to stop it, so I don't. So I I started off with like, not really a grimace, but like a disgusted, (laughs) like wary, like half squinted eyes, like like yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone said it was good, except for my sister who thought it was garbage. Mm. 
I feel like she had unrealistic uh, expectations slash reasons for it being bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's my sister, too, so I don't always believe what she says. So, like, (laughs) (laughs) it was just because it was my favorite movie, still is my favorite movie, and I didn't want it to be ruined. After, you know, I let go of that, I was fine, and I did enjoy this movie. I enjoyed Aladdin. I enjoyed looking at Aladdin. (laughs) Did did this live-action Aladdin give you more of the thigh-quivering feels as the original animated Aladdin? See, it's, it's weird, different. But no. <laughs> <laughs> like the cartoon's hotter. What? I thought this guy was very attractive. I thought he was a very attractive. No, he's guy. very attractive. He was. Yeah, but yeah, he was really good looking. He could dance. He was smooth. But Something like, about just, the cartoon. OG Aladdin. What? That yeah. like this is a real thing. That ratty vest and yeah. that attitude. The way he answered. Smart assy. Have, have you guys ever? So you you realize you guys could go on like Pornhub and look up Aladdin porn and probably realize this whole fantasy. Yeah, that's. Okay. I like to be creative in my own mind. <laughs> <laughs> you like to get Apu of all involved. Um, <laughs> do you think it's maybe because the cartoon one was wearing a vest and only a vest the entire time? I think it's Steve. Steve. Something about Steve. Mm-hmm. It's definitely Steve. She's smart and, and fun and pretty. Beautiful. She's got these eyes that just, and this hair. Wow. And her smile. <sighs> All right, man. I w- have, have you guys ever looked up what Steve really looks like? Not important. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> Steve separately is different than Steve Aladdin's voice. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Both of you look uncomfortable. So, and by uncomfortable, never mind. So You're uncomfortable. And- I am uncomfortable. Yeah. And by uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable. All right. So, without further ado, what do you say we give a fix for Aladdin? Did your friends do this? This time, Torpedo, why don't you go first? All right. Okay, McConaughey. I did not like Jafar. Oh. I didn't. Yeah, the old Jafar was pretty menacing and like looked looked evil. He was old. He was ugly. <laughs> he was evil. Yeah. And I just didn't get that vibe from this Jafar. And honestly, I was scared to watch the movie because the first preview that I saw, Jafar's voice was so high pitched that I just couldn't yeah. take him seriously as a an evil character. Unlike the little girl in Dumbo, who I you know, made an excuse <laughs> for her personality. I would like to switch out this Jafar character <laughs> to mm. someone else. Are you recasting? I am recasting. Whoa, Torpedo's casting couch. Oded Fair. Who that is? He is the Who guy. The hell is that? From you guys are do you guys watch the mummy? Yeah. The, he's the the mag the head of the magi guy. Oh, oh, that's good. Right? right? Oh, my God. That's so good casting definitely torpedo. Jafarius. Yeah, so he's not ugly. <laughs> like, he's definitely still kind of hot. He's got that darker, thicker hair, longer beard, long hair, that mysterious demeanor that Jafar had mm-hmm. in the cartoon. This guy has that lower voice. Yes. Yeah. So evil but still doable. Like that's what yeah. evil but still doable is the <laughs> is what you want in your Jafar. I love yeah. villains. Like if this Whoa. little bundle of joy here is a girl, 
the nursery <laughs> and no one but it better steal this idea and i don't think anyone will <laughs> is gonna be disney villains the girl ones ursula maleficent cruella Deville. yeah so i want it to be a gray light purple theme nursery if, if nice. it's a girl well, so. she'll grow up a strong independent woman yeah she will <laughs> <laughs> she's going to torture all the men that she's with <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Did your friends do this? lady one what is your aladdin fix my aladdin fix has to do with prince ali's vibe so when we meet aladdin he has game yeah he is charming and witty he's like full-on seducing jasmine oh, yeah. with like out even trying. why am i like smiling thinking of that like as if <laughs> you loved it you guys are such aladdin hornballs <laughs> so he's a thief of course he's suave like he knows how to smooth talk people when they're in the market he just got it right but as soon as he becomes prince ali all that game is gone he's awkward and stammering and of course jasmine is just not into it at all but there's no reason for him to be nervous now that he has everything he thinks he was lacking before he should still be charming he should still be super suave but now he should be materialistic and kind of a dick yeah he's he's not like a different person right when aladdin is prince ali he should have that vibe of when christian bale is being bruce wayne uh, and he's just like oh i'm buying this hotel wow. like it should be like charming but gross like he should still be charming he shouldn't be falling all over himself stammering and not knowing what to say yeah. so when he meets with jasmine and the sultan and he comes offering gifts and jasmine asks if they're to buy her he shouldn't say yes uh i mean no uh and like make it awkward he should just be like of course and what he should be bringing her are bracelets Oh. fancier bracelets oh, that, that than was the one that she lost at the marketplace. So more jewels, more gold, bigger, shinier, fancier. And he should say, like, they're to replace those old ones that she has. From her mom. Exactly. And then she can basically throw his gift in his face. Like, it's not about how much they cost. It's about who gave them to me. And that's what matters. So it's not that he's, like, inept and suddenly a stammering idiot. Because why would he be? He should be even more confident now because the, before he thought the only thing he didn't have was money and royalty as a title. But now he's like, oh, man, I got everything. So he should be insufferable and not just all of a sudden awkward. That makes no sense. Yeah, that's a great fix. Thank you. Did your friends do this? So, uh, JC. Yeah. What is uh, your fix for this fantastic movie? My fix is very simple. Okay, so I thought that this movie suffered the most when Will Smith was a blue genie and trying to channel the manic energy of Robin Williams. And I thought this movie really hit its stride and became Will Smith's movie when he was just in the palace, normal Will mm -hmm. Smith, and he was basically Hitch. Like, yes. <laughs> I thought when he was just funny and being Hitch in the palace that the movie was at its best. And so I would have liked if they just took out all of the manic Robin Williams stuff and just mm -hmm. let Will Smith be Will Smith. Essentially, let him just be Hitch the whole movie. Yes. With a hint I, of Fresh Prince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, because the palace stuff is so good when it's just Will Smith like giving giving funny side comments, telling Aladdin how he's screwing up. The best part is when he's like, it's cold. <laughs> 
and darken that lamp, but I prefer it to this right now. Like that was that was the <laughs> that funniest was really stuff. That was that was better than any manic genie stuff that, that he did the whole movie. Yes. And I felt like if they would have just written this script for Will Smith to be Will Smith, I think it would have been mm-hmm. way better because the scenes where he's like I'm knocking it out of the park. He's on fire and like flying around and doing zany cartoon stuff. It was so out of place in this movie. Yeah. Because it's Robin Williams. And I thought that they should have let the Robin Williams Aladdin just live in the original and let Will Smith's genie hitch (laughs) live in this movie. And I thought that would have been a better film overall. I like it. Hell yeah. If I had genie hitch, I wouldn't have 70 bad dates, huh? Torpedo. Yeah, it'd only be 52. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would have only had a purple peacock yeah. amount of bad dates. One great. less than the purple peacock. <laughs> I think the problem is my peacock. Oh. <laughs> Save your wishes. <laughs> Did your friends do this? All right. The last movie this year on our Disney remake adventure episode is Lion King. Life's not fair is it my little friend while some are born to feast others spend their lives in the dark begging for scraps everything you see together in a delicate balance while others search for what they can take. A true king searches for what he can give. Run away, Simba. And never return. This one came out July 19th, 2019, and it was directed by Jon Favreau. And I have one thing to say. What? I saw a ridiculous tweet by a major outlet that said, Jon Favreau has perfected the computer graphics uh, for these live action. And I immediately retweeted with something to the effect of, Jon Favreau is not doing any of the digital effects in these movies. (laughs) There is a team of amazing people doing these photorealistic visual effects. Favreau has nothing to do with it. He's really doing the least out of these three directors because he's basically just copying other shots. <laughs> yes, not to mention the fact that he is doing almost a shot-by-shot remake of the original film. And I read somewhere that the original artists on this film were angry that they were not receiving full animation and story credits for this movie because it is taken from their work. Totally. The voice cast on this one was an all-star cast. We had Donald Glover as Simba, Beyonce, that Beyonce, as Nala. (laughs) 
<laughs> Alfre Woodard as Sarabi, James Earl Jones as Mufasa, John Oliver as Zazu, Choelte Ojiofor as Scar, Billy Eichner as Timon, Seth Rogen as Pumbaa, Keegan-Michael Key as Kamari, Chance the Rapper as Bush Baby, Amy Sedaris as Guinea Fowl, and uh, so on and so forth. Great voice cast, but this movie, if there's ever been a more useless remake, <laughs> I don't know if there ever was. A bunch of dead-eyed animals yeah. reading dialogue. It, <laughs> it has the emotional impact of like a 90s begging strips commercial. I don't know. I really felt for that dog. <laughs> <laughs> he really wanted that fake bacon. He wanted it so bad. <laughs> I felt more emotion from the fake dog that wanted fake bacon. Yep. <laughs> Then I did. <laughs> then I did Simba <laughs> with his throne taken by his evil uncle. I, <laughs> I don't know why this is funny to me. All right, anyway. It's true. Um, all right. So Lion King, what is your relationship with it? Lion King, the original. Did you love it? Did it affect you? Lady Wan, go. I did love the Lion King. I loved it so much. We used to play all the songs. We had them on a tape, so we would play them and like act out dances to all the songs. Fully loved The Lion King. Saw that one in theaters. Did you have another crush on Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yeah, like that was a given. All right, Torpedo, what is your relationship with Lion King? Did you love it? What are your feelings with it? Tell me now. I did like the original. I didn't. I mean, I didn't love it as much as like Aladdin. I, I did like the music. Do you guys ever have the? It was a tape. There is a whole like series of them called Disney sing along songs. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty much all I watched to get my uh, Lion King fix. <laughs> okay. That's the best part. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty much what I watched instead of watching the entire movie and having yeah. to fast you can forward skip the death. and rewind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skip the death and tragedy and just yeah. like, stick to yeah. the bops. It's fine. Right. <laughs> so you know how I said that Aladdin and Lion King, these kind of 90s Disney movies didn't they weren't that impactful to me because of how mm -hmm. old I was. I was a summer camp counselor when this one came out. <laughs> so I... <laughs> God, I'm old. Okay, I was a summer camp counselor when this one came out. So I went with my campers to see this movie. Oh and God. I sat in this movie and I was taken by it. Even as a high school kid, like this movie was incredible. I mean, this movie yeah. was nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars in 1994. 1994 had Lion King, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption. So many things came out in 1994, and this movie was nominated. This animated film was nominated for Best Picture. That's how good the original is. So good. I didn't appreciate the whole, look, they're showing all these animals in their natural habitat. Like, this is actually pretty accurate to real life kind of thing. To me, I was just like, I want to sing songs. It was very stylish. It was stylishly drawn. And it was beautiful to look at, like breathtaking to look at. And it had that amazing soundtrack. Yeah. And it also mm -hmm. had an, an amazing score. This remake, I did not like it. It does not hold a candle to the original stylish, beautiful animation. This one added nothing to it. But despite that, how much did it make? What are the stats? Lady Wongo. Well, it made a shit ton of money. It opened, again, number one at the box office its first weekend. It made $191 million. In its first weekend? 
in its first weekend in America. Wow. Its total worldwide gross is $1.5 billion. $1.5. It is the number one Disney live action remake at the box office. Out of all of them, it has made the most money. Well, dang. It even is. I actually read this recently. It's the number one animated film of all time. They're actually con- considering it animated. Hmm. Because there is nothing in this movie that is real. The entire thing. I was wondering about it while I was watching it. Yeah. Because I was like, did somebody film like grass for no. like 20 minutes and they <laughs> put a line on it? No. I was like, what happened? <laughs> in fact, no. It's the highest grossing animated film of all time. Damn. Well, they need to take it out of that live action remake list then because it ain't. It's all right. Yes. yes. <laughs> Can't be in both categories. Beauty and the Beast. Very take number true. one back. I know. Oh, my God. So I didn't like it. It seems like neither of you liked it that much. What are the tomatoes on this one? Again, it was up against steep competition. The original Lion King from 1984 is 93% fresh from critics and 93% from audience. Man, I can't believe that's it. The whatever you call this remake is 53% rotten, but it has an audience score of 88%, which makes me feel like a lot of the audience hadn't seen the first one. Little kids. You know, 94 was a long time ago. Yeah. I just don't see how there's any way you could see the original cartoon and then see this and be like, yeah, this was great. I just, I don't see how that's possible. Maybe they're like, that animation's all old and crappy. And who is this JTT? (laughs) And Matthew Broderick. (laughs) And Matthew Broderick. It's actually funny because my sister really liked this one. <laughs> oh, my God. The sister? She's she's that one. She's oh that girl. Oh, my God. The sister's never allowed near the studio. <laughs> yeah. You think I have attitude? Jesus Christ. She has attitude? Oh, my God. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> she's me with like 25% more bitch and like five inches of height. Oh, my <laughs> oh no. God. Is she married? <laughs> no. Does she have a man? No. Did you hear Does me? She's 25% more bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead and dive into these fixes. What do you think? What do you think? Lion King? Yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Lady one. Why don't you give us your first Lion King fix? Okay. Here's the thing. Beyonce is not a great actress. Nope. You didn't yeah, like her in that Austin it. Powers movie? It's me. Foxy Cleopatra, long time no see. No, she is mediocre at best. She's stiff. No, she's she's not she's not a good actress. She's very talented, a great singer, a great dancer, beautiful, charismatic, but you don't even see her. It's just her voice. So if we're going to cast Beyonce and it's just going to be her voice, why the hell doesn't she get a great song? She deserved at least one great song. That's Queen Bay. True. Yes. So my fix is to give Beyonce a song, but to have it be not like that boring transitional song, like where they're walking and you just kind of hear her singing in the background. Like give her an upbeat, like trying to inspire the pride of lions, like trying to get everybody excited. Like this is why we need to overtake Scar. This is why we need to fight for our pride and give that to be and let that be her song. Like, it makes Nala more important. It shows us more about the future queen of Pride Rock. And it would probably be a great song. Yeah, I mean, even Jasmine got a song in Aladdin. And hers was bad. Yeah, they gave her one. It's like some Katy Perry reject song. Yeah, it really was. It was. So come on. Where is Nala's song trying to get 
the lines to fight for their pride. Yeah, where's that independent woman? Yeah, they they totally, you're gonna hear me roar. Oh my God. There she is, Katy Perry. (laughs) (laughs) It's like she's here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen a star white dork themselves out of fame? (laughs) Because Katy Perry did that. You just can't shake what Christian music does to you. Ooh. Oh, ouch. <laughs> uh, Christian listeners, we're still down with you. Please listen to Screen Oh, my God. They're not listening anymore. You, have you heard our show? <laughs> well, I went to Catholic school for 12 years. And you're the first one pregnant. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Catholicism. (laughs) You know, what's your Lion King fix? So my fix has to do with Simba and how he left Pride Rock. So when they're in the gorge and, you know, the whole stampede happens and Scar, uh, you know, kills his dad, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Instead of Simba, you know, not knowing what's going on and then Scar makes him feel bad. I say we actually have Simba pretty much kill his dad. (laughs) Damn. Oh, my God. Darkness. Yeah. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Say they're on that little tree thing. And his dad makes it in time to save him. It becomes a situation where in order for one of them to survive, one of them had to let go. And before Mufasa even, you know, gave him the whole speech of, you have to let me go, Simba panics and just lets go to keep himself alive. Oh, my God. So at the end, or not at the end, after all that happens, Scar comes in and then does his whole, you have to go away, go away and never return. Simba goes away, he meets Timon and Pumbaa, has that life, Akuna Matata life, and when Nala comes to find help and runs into him, he's more having like an internal fight with himself, like, is it the right thing to do to, you know, stay away and keep his secret, the real secret, that he killed his father, or should he go back and, you know, fess up to his consequences and try and atone for his Mm -hmm. action when he was a cub? So Simba goes back. Nala convinces him to come back. Right before they enter Pride Rock, Simba stops Nala and is like, hey, I killed my dad. And then goes back. And the moral of the story is more taking responsibility of your own actions. So then he ends up fighting Scar and all that stuff. More for his family and not so much for him. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I want different death. You're making it dark. You want to change the story. You want to get it away from Hamlet and into something original and new and dark. The hero doesn't ever actually do anything bad. I want the hero to actually do something bad. Awesome. JC, what's your fix for The Lion King? I want this to be a story about not turning a blind eye to injustice. The modern swing on this, uh, whether it's politics, the Me Too movement, billionaires like Epstein, or disgusting people in power like Weinstein, it's about not turning a blind eye to things and about standing up to the powerful, the corrupt, which I think is a great modern message for today so this is how i would sprinkle that into lion king i want nala to visit simba 
when he's much younger. She actually finds Simba when he's younger than when he's just bobbing his head, Hakuna, and they're walking on the log and he's suddenly an adult. You know, she's like, oh my God, thank God I found you. Scar has taken control, but he doesn't take any action to return to the kingdom. Um, he's like, I was, I was responsible for my father's death back there. You know, uh, I'm all Hakuna Matata now. Look at me. I'm living in this beautiful little basin, river basin with Timon and Pumbaa. Everything's good here. Why should I care about Pride Rock anymore? So she leaves. He continues to live there and get older. Basically, he's not worried about this problem that's so far away from him that's going on in Pride Rock. He doesn't deal with it until it spreads across the land and spreads and spreads and then finally gets to his little basin, to the edges of his little area where he lives in with Timon and Pumbaa. He starts to hear things about the darkness that is approaching. He hears things about animals being taken captive to serve scar but he doesn't care he's eating grubs with timon and pumbaa living his life swimming and then one day he goes to the swimming hole to meet up with timon and pumbaa and they are not there (gasps) dun 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 and that's when he kind of wakes up to what's happening he goes to find where they are and he finds out that they actually have timon and pumbaa working as servants for some of the hyenas and living a life of captivity in a cage at night. They're like, hey man, Hakuna Matata was not the way to live. We were living this carefree life and we allowed this darkness to cover the land. We need to take action against this bad person. So he also learns that Nala is now Scar's bride against her will. This is where he decides that he needs to stage a coup. He can't do this alone, so first he has to do a daring rescue of Timon and Pumbaa. He's got to rescue Rafiki and the John Oliver bird. And all together, they <laughs> and all together they hatch a plan to remove Scar from his place at the head of Pride Rock. And they eventually do so. And that's how I would bring this story into the modern day. Important question. Would you leave the scene where Timon and Pumbaa do the Beauty and the Beast stint. (laughs) I would leave that in, and I would probably have Pumbaa fart more. Perfect. I think his stinky can be a weapon in the coup. (laughs) (laughs) The secret weapon? (laughs) The silent but deadly weapon. Farts. (laughs) All right, so without further ado, I think we can consider all of the Disney remakes of 2019 Screen fix. Screen fix. Screen fix. Screen fix. Was that a, a burp or a roar? Was another, a lion. That was another attempt at a growl. <laughs> it's not good. <clears throat> okay, does anyone have any final thought on these remakes? Lady One? I have a final thought that relates to one of these remakes. Go for it. So while I did not particularly enjoy this Lion King remake because what the hell was even the point, one thing that they left the same that I was okay with was James Earl Jones still being the voice of Mufasa. Oh my God, love. Right? He's the best, which had me realize that he is like the best dad in all of movies and also the worst dad in all of movies (laughs) with just his voice. (laughs) What an accomplishment. What a career. (laughs) Torpedo, do you have a final thought on any of these? I think if they're going to do all these live action remakes... They just really should not do what they did with Lion King. Like they should not copy scene for scene from the original because it just kind of takes away from the original and Mm -hmm. doesn't give the new one enough credit to be new. I think they did a great job with that with Aladdin where they did keep the same idea of the original but tweaked a couple different things and took away the racist and 
you know, things like that that I didn't really think about in the early 90s. Like Jeannie. Jeannie was a great character, but I love how they gave him a love interest. <laughs> yeah. It was cute. He deserves he deserves love too. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Guy Ritchie cut where they have dirty Jeannie sex. Well, I was thinking about that. Does Jeannie have a penis? I think he has whatever he wants to have. Mm, good point. <laughs> I bet he gave himself a nice seven and a half or probably he probably asked girl Dahlia yeah <laughs> what do you want in a man <laughs> and if you rub on it he'll grant you three wishes <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> alright so Dumbo was always doomed to fall into obscurity when you're making your hit single from the movie the arcade fire version of baby mine Yikes. you're getting kind of an under the radar indie group not really known for the upbeat nature of their songs to do your single. It's kind of that single is like a, a microcosm for that whole movie. The whole movie was kind of a weird downer of a film, no? Yeah, I feel like Tim Burton doesn't want people to like his movies. He's doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lady One, why don't you send us home? All right. You can reach us here at the show by sending an email to screenfixpod at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, search for Screen Fix Podcast, or you can tweet at us or follow us on Instagram at Screen Fix Pod. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Libsyn, and of course, Apple Podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're enjoying the show, please tell a friend. We also have a Patreon account. Donate to our show. We need to raise money for little drool aid over yeah. here. Or Torpediatric. Yes. <laughs> I'm picking up pennies off the ground for a college fund. <laughs> <laughs> so please donate to the show uh, if you want to. If you do enjoy us, we do have special perks, things you can't get from just the regular feed, as well as little uh, items uh, that we'll uh, send you maybe. Uh, uh, why does my voice get high when I talk about Patreon? <laughs> so why don't we leave everybody with, as an homage to Robin Williams, we are going to do Phenomenal Cosmic Power, Itty bitty living space in your best Robin Williams Janie. Go ahead, guest torpedo go. Phenomenal cosmic power! Itty bitty living space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lady One, you're up. Phenomenal cosmic power! Itty bitty living space. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, let me see if I can do my Robin Williams. Phenomenal cosmic power! In itty bitty living space. <laughs> just be yourself just be yourself <laughs> <laughs> alright that was our Disney remix episode look for some more episodes coming soon maybe a chapter 2 maybe something else I don't know we always lie at the end of this maybe a bonus go to that many circuses are you older than you say you are <laughs> i went to the circus now back in the day that was the only place that you could see the beauty of the strong woman one big right arm one tiny left arm <laughs> one arm to touch you delicate like and another arm to treat you like your buddy in a world war one foxhole
Oh. 